Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. On this episode of DC on screen, we're in real trouble because we have almost no mo- n- because we have almost no news, which means it's going to be a four hour episode. I think you were about to say money and immediately I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we have no that money too. either. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we've got some trailers. We've got a little Suicide Squad news right after this. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen. I haven't checked the numbers, so I don't know. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. We are really flying by the seat of our asses tonight. It's It's been a long few weeks. It has. And we're tr- we, uh, we wanted to make sure we got in with a good news episode before we right. start doing a ton of reviews because everything's about to end. Everything's about to end. We, we've got a ton of reviews coming up. It's and May. And you know what? I just started a new job working with you, actually. Mm-hmm. But that means I have two jobs, two two day jobs, or really a day job and a night job now. And right. So we're, we're oh still God. trying to shift all that out. It'll get shifted. Mm-hmm. So um, bear with us. Rawr. We'll get it sorted. <laughs> that was the growl of the grizzly bear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was going to glaze over that, but as an apology, <laughs> um, we will be making sure going forward that Dave gets more sleep and makes less bear puns. Uh-huh. At the very Stated least, I know gold. that I I have the right to bear arms. Jesus Christ. Just shut it down. Shut <laughs> it. I'm not even sure we should do this. <laughs> nope. Nope, we're we're knee deep now. <laughs> I really want to make up a joke about you putting those kinds of jokes in a hibernative mode, but mm. yeah. 
I was gonna say I was gonna say the situation looked grisly. <laughs> Damn it, man! This is starting to hurt. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The pain, the pain is real. <laughs> I guess on on that we're just polar opposites, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to kill you when I see you next. <laughs> see you tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> see you at about seven. It's gonna do that for about seven oh three. Uh huh. <laughs> That's not true. I'll be ten minutes late to work. So seven thirteen. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So I guess second up, since we've we've had a number of bear puns here, mm-hmm. and if you have a bear pun, feel free to contribute over on Twitter at DC on screen or wherever. Um. DC on screen at gmail dot com. If you just really have to get out a bear pun. Right. Yeah. I'll enjoy it at the very least. Jason will pretend he did not enjoy it, but deep down, the worse it is, the more he will enjoy it. Yeah, this is also true. Second up, so we want to thank our patrons. Mm-hmm. These are the amazing people who were uh, throwing their shekels our way to ensure that we put out a quality product and to make sure we know we're loved and we do know we're loved. Uh, we have a new patron, Nerdy Tastic. Uh, she has been a listener. I don't maybe almost since the beginning yeah, I quite some time um fantastic person always a fun uh follow on Twitter um and thank you so much nerdy tastic thank you so much mm-hmm. without all of you this would be unbearable so you're we just started doing the patron thing so are you saying it's been unbearable for almost four years that tracks actually <laughs> <laughs> And we'll edit that part out. I'm just kidding. We won't. We won't at all. We're. I believe we're well known for not editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. It's a specialty. Let's let's get on to some of this news here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Leto was talking to Variety, and um, there was some bullshit in there about how he thinks the the DC films have been as successful as the Marvel films. I don't want to talk about that. What mm-hmm. I do want to talk about. Um, is the fact that he did tell them I would definitely play the Joker again. It all depends on the script and the circumstances, as it always does. That doesn't sound like it's really a lot of news, and it's really not. But you know what? It, I, I I have been curious because everyone's been wondering, will he come back and do the Joker? Will he not come back? Like We got the sense that he was unhappy with Suicide Squad and with what kind of or how much footage wound up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, so I he, think it's, uh, you know, worthy he of. He didn't leave you that, thinking that it was just a, a glowing experience for him. Yeah, but and, it's Jared Leto. So yeah, I know. Well, but he kind of he. I don't think he, he kind of anyway. mentioned a couple of things like he, he really enjoyed the production part. You could tell he loved working with everybody or fucking mm-hmm. with them at least. And then. You, in the the stuff that happened after after in post after he actually saw it, I think he was a little unhappy with. And then, well, he didn't see it. Yeah, infamously didn't even see it. But you <laughs> you got the sense that it wasn't he wasn't entirely happy. And then he went dark. Like this is the first time we really heard him say anything about it in a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he just he gets immersed in his roles. So it was like he did, you know, Joker, and then it was like character from Blade Runner and. What now is it? What was it? Morbius? I know it looked like he had grown his beard out and everything. He was doing another tour or something. I don't follow yeah, I know he just because he came nearby. I saw that somewhere. Um, I am so so on his Joker. I'm not a Jared Leto fan. I know I acknowledge that he's a good actor. Never cared about him. Mm-hmm. I just don't. So, um, I did like his. There are things that would have changed, but um, yeah, 
I did like it. I'm just on the fence. I could see more of them. I could not. Yeah, that's right where we <laughs> okay. left you like two years ago. Yep. So uh, keeping in, in line with the Suicide Squad, and I, that's not to say that I think Joker is going to be in sui- the new Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad, as they're calling it. Mm-hmm. But James Gunn says that he is in pre- they are in pre-production on the Suicide Squad. And he says, I am enormously excited about it. He says, um, the film is not set to start filming until later this year. Now, we do know that we've... Remember that list that came out a few months ago or a couple months ago? That list of, of uh, squad members and everyone was like, well, this is either really odd or completely bogus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tur- turns out it was just really odd because it looks like they've... Uh, Variety is reporting they've they've cast Ratcatcher, the female Ratcatcher that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know who this person is. Daniela Melquire, maybe? I didn't either. Uh, yeah. I don't, she's been like in almost nothing. So, and definitely nothing I've seen. Right, we're just going to have to trust Gunn on that one because I got nothing. But here's an interesting bit. They've also cast Polka Dot Man. That was the one where I, where I thought, if we actually see casting on this, um, I'm willing to buy the rest of it. Yeah. And- Here's the bit. He wears a suit. It's covered in spots. He can, they're multicolored spots. He can peel them off, use them for any number of reasons, any number of things, weapons. You know, he can make a portal. He can fly away on one of them. Cool. All it's right. ridiculous. So they're, they're doing the cool version of Polka Dot Man. Uh, well, I'm just, this, that's just Polka Dot Man. That's all I know. I, I um, seem to remember a much lamer version back in the day. There probably was. <laughs> there always is. There almost invariably is. But I, you know, I'm kind of, I feel good about the cast. Um, David Dostmalchian. Yeah, do you I, was if, this kid? I was iffy on that one. I know him, I know him well because he's shown up in several things. Uh, and he's 50-50 for me. Like, half the time I love him and half the time I, I just don't, it, it doesn't resonate with me. I, I don't know. I never know how, how to predict how I'm going to like this guy. Okay, I like him. And here's why I say that. I see what you're saying. But I think he is a chameleon, as an actor should be. But he is as good as the production he is in. Maybe. I mean, Gotham, that wasn't in a series Gotham, of episodes I loved. He, he was one of the proto-Jokers. I don't remember his name, but he was like a dude who was following uh, Jerome. Mm-hmm. He was Sorry, had the to, faceless era. Uh-huh. Um, wasn't it, he, that wasn't a role I loved. Whereas in Ant-Man, lovely. Yeah, he Kurt in Ant-Man, he was great. He was lovely. Um, Abracadabra and The Flash. He was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was fun there. He was a lot of fun. Like I said, I, yeah, you I could go you, through his entire MDB, IMDb and I'd probably be 50-50. If you just- and m- about half the people I knew when they saw him as the Joker thug in Dark Knight thought he was Killian Murphy. Really? Or Cillian Murphy, Cillian whatever Murphy. his name is. Yeah, they thought he was Scarecrow. Wow. <laughs> I have to admit, he kind of looks a little like him. I mean, there's some favoring In that there. scene. There's some favoring there, but I'd have to be pretty drunk. Well, he was young, and it was dim lighting, to be fair. Yeah. But he was already a face I'd seen before. As oh, yeah? a character actor, I'd already seen his face before. I, he, he registered as another entity than Cillian Murphy. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm down with him being Polka Dot Man. I think he's got the stripe for it, man. I think he does. He's. Yeah. Uh, I'm not against it. I just... I, I think he is good enough. I've seen him do enough turns. Like every time he's cast in something, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to see that guy again. Why is he in every comic book thing? And then it's something else. And I'm like, you know what? I could have Abracadabra and dude from Gotham standing in the same room and I wouldn't even know it's the same dude. <laughs> like I would buy it. <laughs> yeah. 
I might go, you know, they kind of have a passing resemblance. I'll, I'll make you a bet, though. I think they go subtle with him on his acting on this. Maybe. I think they go subtle. I could deal with that. I don't. I don't think there's going to be a lot of scenery chewing. I think they're going to kind of give him the role and let him let his face do the do the telling. Mm-hmm. He does have Maybe. a descriptive face. If you just let it play, it can do make a new thing. Yeah, I agree. All right, so TV, TV. <laughs> uh, Lucifer season four drops tonight on Netflix. Did you know that? I did. Wait, tomorrow. It'll be tonight by the time we air this. Though, I'm sure. Well, May 8th. then it'll be yesterday. Mm, it's May eighth or last night. May eighth. By the time we drop it. May 8th. All right. <laughs> it's the only part I'm sure about. Well, this is, this is, it's dropping tonight, oh. May 7th. So if we drop the show the next day, it will have been last night, May 7th. I insist it's dropping on May 8th. <laughs> I don't know why. No. Yeah. 2 a.m. May 8th. Says so tomorrow on 2. Yeah. May 8th. Oh, it's 2 a.m. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, gotcha. it's tonight in a colloquial sense. In a colloquial sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, so anyway. We got that sorted. Yeah. They dropped this season four trailer. Uh, it really doesn't look like any any different of a show. I saw a couple of things peppered in that I thought, and Tom Ellis as much as said in an interview that I caught today that it's not going to be drastically different. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, this is the product that people liked, so we're going to keep doing that uh, for the most part. Right. But he also said we're going to be able to push the edges a little bit more than we were able to on network TV, so a little more nudity. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, especially from Lucifer. We're going to get a little bit of Lucifer ass. That's what we're going to get. Yeah. Um, and what else? Oh, yeah. He said we may hear a, a, a spare word here and there that we wouldn't have heard otherwise, um, which seems reasonable. You go over to Netflix, you're allowed to throw a couple extra expletives out there. Mm-hmm. And he didn't say much about it, but he said there are some story points that they're going to push a little bit further. And I kind of thought, OK, I know you're still going to basically do a procedural with a will they want mm-hmm. they. And I'm super sick and tired of it. But when I saw the trailer and there's several points where I thought, oh, great. But just all of Eve, everything with Eve. Most everything with Eve, except the as the trailer describes it, she's supposed to unleash true evil. I thought, okay, well, mm-hmm. let's do a cel- see. There was a little bit of building towards some celestial story there, which I can get behind. Right, and I think- I've tried it many ways, and binging Lucifer is much more enjoyable experience than a week to week, to week situation. Yeah, and it I will be all dropped at once. So I don't think we're gonna. I mean, we've tra- traditionally not loved this show. Like we love points of this show a lot, actually, but traditionally yeah. it has been. It's pretty boring and week to week and monster of the week and a lot of like hitting the same character trope over and over again for like people not learning lessons and stuff like that. Like the characters not developing a lot of stuff we bitched about. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to enjoy this one a little bit more, but I think there's Maybe. still going to be some problems. Like uh, right up front, I'm like, oh, she can't accept. She doesn't know if she can accept him for who he is, but Eve can. So now he's going to be with Eve for a minute and it's going to make Chloe jealous and mm-hmm. all that. But <laughs> while they were doing that, that boring, blah, 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 um, I, I <laughs> did see a lot of supernatural fighting and action shots that I haven't seen previously. Mm, some magical chicanery. I, some magical chicanery. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that a little bit. All right. Because we only normally got that in the last, you know, two and a half minutes of the show and no one's around to see it. Now it looks like he's going to not really give a damn and start devil facing when he damn well feels like it for a second. And I'm probably going to enjoy that little arc. Yeah. I'm interested. I'm interested to see what they will do on Netflix. I will say that. Yeah. And I will watch it and we will talk about it after the show. We will do a review. Mm-hmm. We will. That one will probably not be as as soon as normal because every other damn show <laughs> is finishing up. And then we've got to knock out all the episodes of Lucifer. So Lucifer. So that'll, that'll probably be three weeks-ish. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. Like. It'll be at least three It'll weeks be before it definitely happens because 
again, every other show is finishing up. Mm-hmm. And every other show takes precedent over Lucifer. Yeah, in my heart. It sure does. All right, so uh, Pennyworth. Epics announced that it was uh, airing its first episode on July 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern. All right, well. Where do you sit? You, you, are you still not excited at all? Yeah, still on the fence. All right, not I feel even, like we're- I'm not on the fence. I'm climbing. I'm trying to climb up to the, the part where you sit on the fence, but I'm doing it from the side that's not interested. Like I'm halfway <laughs> up the fence. I feel like we're like, we lost Gotham, and here's Pennyworth to take his place from the producers that brought you Gotham. And then abandoned Damn it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we, the producers uh, okay. of the first two seasons of Gotham. <laughs> Speaking of uh, producers abandoning a show, well, well maybe <laughs> it's not what happened. I don't know what happened. I'm not sure There's, which one you're talking about right now, but I'm curious. Yeah. There, something has happened with the production of Swamp Thing. Oh, yeah. It's not going swimmingly. It's not. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, by the way. One could say the production for Swamp Thing hit some murky waters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this cannot be enjoyable for anyone. Yeah. It's enjoyable for me, Jason. Well, I'm, yeah, you do sound like you're enjoying yourself. That's what this podcast has traditionally been all about, is me enjoying myself and you enjoying yourself. And sometimes we come together and enjoy a thing. <laughs> right. Once in a very blue moon. And hey, speaking, be damned. Of which, speaking of which, most of the time it's DC Universe stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm really excited about doing our Doom Patrol review. Oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, over on, to, on Swamp Thing, you know, like we talked about uh, last time we did a news episode, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Virginia Madsen came out and said, oh, they've cut our episode short. And then they made her take that down. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't really know what's going on. Uh, a lot of different places are saying it's. Um, you know, creative differences. All we really do know is the situation is uh, quite <clears throat> arcane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm. I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> but they have finished their production, so they've wrapped Yeah, on the first season. And the fact that we even have a trailer, which, by the way, I mean, first of all, it had to happen and is kind of late by normal standards. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was, that was something that normally would have been out a minute ago. Uh, but... The fact that we have one at all means they've kind of chosen somebody won that battle. Like production wrapped, trailers <laughs> out, whatever was yeah. going on, somebody does somebody finished the argument. I'm assuming that would be DC Universe. I yeah, I assume the people with the money won the argument because that is often how that goes down. But yeah, I mean Virginia Madsen said it was people who had never set foot in the swamp. So yeah, but if yeah. they're not liking what they what they've got coming in, I mean this is a business, guys. They are. Yeah, that's Free how to that's, do that. And that's how that's going to go sometimes. And uh, judging by the trailer, though, it looks fantastic and weird. It reminds me of Evil Dead in a way that I'm really happy about. It's got a horror about. vibe. It's definitely got a horror vibe to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my only real, I mean, I had several, many thoughts, but my only real overall thematic take on that trailer was, okay, cool. So they're going to have a horror show on DC Universe. Awesome. Yeah, it looks cool. It does. That little shot going over the water with the tendrils creeping up out, in and out of the water. Yeah. Good stuff right there. Now, you know, I am going to go in with with as uh, fresh a mindset as I can when I watch this thing. I'm not going to be like looking out for strange edits that mean that, you know. No, you <laughs> the, can't. The pencil pushers did a thing. You can't decipher that kind of stuff. I mean, that every now and then there's something obvious, but you can't really. Like Justice League. 
but <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can every now and then you get a mustache like that, but it's very rare. You actually right. get that telltale sign like that. But for the most part, two things we don't know. One definitively, if it's, if it's, uh, if the episodes themselves are directed well enough, edited well enough, and the story mm-hmm. overall has enough to say, we won't really know the difference. And yeah. two, we don't know what the point of contention was and we don't know who won the argument, but for all we know, whoever won the argument was right. That's right. So, yeah, just watch it. See, I like it. Yeah. If it's a, you know, slogging mess, we'll be like, well, yeah, we heard about some of that. <laughs> we thought that might be the right. case. I but, have no reason to believe it's, it's a mess right now. No, no. You yet. know, I mean, you'll know pretty soon. I mean, uh, it hits May 31st. Um, it'll be weekly like everything else is. And you know, like like a lot of things, by the end of the first couple hours of it, you'll you'll kind of know how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. And look, you know, there are there are stories out there. And it's funny that I brought up Evil Dead, it reminding me of that because Evil Dead, Ash versus Evil Dead is one of those situations that perfectly uh, is a perfect example of that happening where it was like season two ended a little weird and you're like, why? And then like the showrunner comes out and says, well, this will be my last showrunner. They're putting on another show or they're getting another showrunner and um, and he's unhappy. He's mm-hmm. actively unhappy because uh, Rob Tapert came out and said, or came to him and said, no, we're not doing that. We're not, we're, we're not doing your story. We're doing this and this because your story isn't what I, what, what I envision for the franchise. And this dude is like, Oh, well, you know, it's Rob tapered. I guess he's been there since the beginning. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you look at the movie poster, it's right there with right. Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. And he's like, well, like, and he starts talking about all the stuff that he was like really proud of in the season and that he had to fight for. And I'm like, those were all the worst bits. Those were all the things that I hated. Reason should like, have won the day and it didn't. Like, no, I didn't want to watch 20 minutes of Ash running around with a guy's dick hanging off of his chin because his head was literally up the corpse's ass right. with shit flying everywhere. No, I didn't want to see that. <laughs> it, it was not. The most watchable part of that season. No. There is gore. And then there's just no. And there's Ew. like, and Evil Dead's done a good job of funny gore throughout the entirety. Yeah. So I get why he thought that was supposed to be there, you know, but conversation for a different day. But yeah, point is sometimes the people putting up a fight should be doing so. Yeah. So we don't know what, what the deal is with Swamp Thing. And I'll say this as well. If Titans and Doom Patrol is any indication of the DC Universe having a good eye for what they want in a show, all right. I guess I'll trust them so far. Yeah. And until they fail me, I'll trust them. All right. So anyway, I'm willing to give it a shot. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the, the rest of the DC Universe is treating me well. So And, and by a shot, I don't mean I'm just going to begrudgingly watch it with with all expectations of it being shit. I mean, I'm going to go into it open-minded and because so far it looks badass. I mean, the, the yeah, the trailer <laughs> looks good. And uh, I mean, he actually looked like physically, uh, I like the character design. And uh, mm-hmm. like I said, the rest of their content has treated me so well right now. Yeah. Doom Patrol is fantastic. I mean, th- there are moments in Doom Patrol where I have just, I have literally paused it and looked at the screen and said, fuck, what a good show. And just taking a moment mm-hmm. and hit play again. Neat. Just wanted to take a beat in the middle of it to just ingest it, you know? Yeah. Soak it in. Mm-hmm. All right. So, last up, we've got a Krypton Season 2 trailer. What do we think of this thing, Jason? What did you think? Still looks pretty good. I kind of... It was it uh, looks- a few seconds into the trailer before I even remembered where that season had left me. But, yeah. Oh, once yeah. I, once I recalled, oh, yeah, he's stuck and Brainiac and all that. 
Like for to me, it looked like a pretty cluster. Like I don't know what the <laughs> hell's going on. It may be. It still looks like it's shot as well as the first season. Oh, absolutely. The huh. cinematography looks great. It just it looks it's just there are bright colors and uh, lots of craziness going on. Looks like there may be alternate universe versions because I, I think that's where the show left us, right? Possibly. So possibly, yeah. I mean, sorry, spoilers if you haven't seen it. We warned you in the uh, in the intro, but um, it's been a year and something. Well, Walter Steele still looks great as General Zod. Uh, what mm-hmm. do you think of Lobo? I dug it. I mean, there's really not I much am, there. We, we've got two and a half seconds with him. Yeah, I am not used to uh, the the Cockney accent. I don't think it was a Cockney accent. Really? It didn't you sound think it that was? way to it, me at all. It sounded, uh, it sounded like Constantine who had been in America for too long. <laughs> like a slightly Americanized version of, of the Matt Ryan Constantine. It's still British-ish. I should, it's British-ish, but a lot of the show is Brit- British-ish. It's really hard to say. Yeah. Why did you do that to me? Um, I know. It's fun, though. My tongue got tired. It, it's one mm. of the shows where the, the accents are whatever they are anyway. I'm not really concerned with the accent. Like That that being a point of contention for people is completely... I don't, I don't get it at all. I wouldn't say it's a point of contention. Uh, I wouldn't go anywhere near that deep. I'm okay. just saying I'm not used to it. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't think you should. I'm have used any... to it being more like a main man's gonna kick his red ass all over. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like I that's... still got hints of that in there. Like the, especially, the, I forget the first thing he said, but the first thing I remember just the first thing he says in this trailer. I, it sounded really Americanized and just kind of kind of like the main man, you know, all that deep metal growl kind of thing. And then the second thing sounded very similar, just with a, a with like a slight British twang to it. Yeah, maybe. And he looks good. I'm going to say that part up front. Dude looks great. He does. Yeah, he looks great. I want to see that hook. That was, kind of, but, I was you know, I, That was actually what I envisioned when I was told Lobo's in the trailer. <laughs> that was the thing. I, the shot I was hoping for was like him swinging that hook or something. Yeah. But you know what? I, I could see it. Like, I kind of wish we'd get... We, uh, I mean, he's too old now, but I would have loved to have seen Vinny Jones play Lobo at some point. Uh, Vinny Jones. Help me out. Uh, Brick on Arrow. Oh. Lock, stock, two smoking barrels. Yeah. Snatch. Yeah. I could go with it, but I think he was in that. I think I like this more. Now, as far as what's going on with the rest of everybody else, it did look like there was a lot of. I mean, let's put it this way: the first Krypton trailer, we had really had no idea what we were in, in for. Mm-hmm. And then now, watching season two's trailer, uh, wildly different story. I mean, there's clearly these characters have got a lot going on. There's going to be a lot of fights, a lot of rebellions. Uh, I don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. with the uh, astronomical stuff like i don't know what we're doing with space in general or space time or the multiverse but there's a lot of pieces moving around and that was the only problem we had whatsoever with season one because otherwise it was pretty damn enjoyable yeah and it was gorgeous but every now and then you'd kind of be watching a gorgeous scene and realize wait nothing's really happened in like three or four minutes yeah it's kind of been three or four minutes of great symbolic storytelling but nothing actionable i can't complain too much i think my favorite episode of that entire first season was the uh the house of zod episode where it was just like all flashbacks. And yeah. <laughs> just like quiet character pieces. Yeah. And um, that's exactly what it was. And it was good. But there were moments where you kind of thought, well, let's, you know, let's tell some story here. Let's get a little bit of story in there. See what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I just, there looked like a lot of going, a lot of stuff going on here. Oh, yeah. It looks, it looks crazy. I, I'll admit I'm still like. I'm pretty sure seeing Doomsday knocked my interest level down about 30%. Why? I just never care. About Doomsday? <laughs> I always, yeah, I always want to. And then like, even in BBS, which is 
my the ultimate edition of BBS is my favorite comic book movie that's not Road to Perdition. Yeah, as you've said. <laughs> and even when it comes to that doomsday, I just I have to be like, it's not doomsday. It's just Zod. It's General Zod. I'm good with that, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. I just uh, I've never cared too much about Doomsday. I've been interested by his actions at times, not really by what his motivations were, but uh, by the outcome of uh, you know he's he's a good plot catalyst. But other than that, I, I have no interest in in the guy. So the fact that you know every every televised Superman thing wants to shove a Doomsday down my throat at some point, I just. <laughs> I got nothing for it, man. I mean, I don't, I don't really blame you. This may be as curious as I've normally been about it, mm-hmm. or as curious as I've maybe ever been about it. Um, not because it's going to be like an origin. Like it's Doomsday. He's just a weapon. You don't. He, he doesn't really get an origin story. Yeah. I mean, I know he technically has one, but it's boring as hell. Mm-hmm. And in this version, I'm not. Sh- the only reason I actually care in this version is maybe we get to see some version of why he's uh, here and now and. Uh, some hint at why he shows up in the future and maybe that'll be interesting but uh when you when you put him in a an environment where there's already general zod taking over large portions of well he's already taken over krypton and now he's looking at the rest of the galaxy they say and then you mm-hmm. have brainiac running around you know they got those three on the map at the same time is kind of interesting especially in a situation where your protagonists are just a bunch of dudes a bunch of non-powered dudes and super well dudes and dudettes however you want to say that but a bunch of yeah. non-powered people Speaking of dudettes, uh, what's her name? His, his, his wife, technically, or is supposed to be wife in the show. I don't remember. I'd, I'd have to look it up. Love the shot of her running through the battlefield fucking people up, though. Oh, um, Lydazod? Something Vex? Oh, no. Uh, sorry, I forgot about her. Um, tall girl? Something Vex. <laughs> <laughs> the Vex who's still alive, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know her name. I don't either. I've forgotten everybody's name from the show. Sorry, they're only like two syllables long, and it's been, God, over a year since we saw the last episode. Girl that looks like girl from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't even know which one you're talking about. You remember that real thin girl with the with the it's lantern been jaw? Probably 15 years since I've seen a Pirates. We're going down a trail that's not going to yield any results right now. I don't remember her name. <laughs> Just uh, she warning was real you. Big for this a minute. does not end in. Oh, somebody will know who I'm talking about. <laughs> it's been forever. I'm not just talking to you, Jason. I'm talking to the to the people out there. Nah. I hope it goes better. You, know? <laughs> you guys remember Atonement? That girl. <laughs> I remember the movie and not a single person involved. <laughs> I don't remember that girl's name for the life of me. Oh, Kira Knightley. That's it. Oh. She reminds me of Kira Knightley. Yeah, I can see that. What the hell do you know Kira Knightley from? Since you don't know her from the two things she's most known from. <laughs> the one time I watched and and destroyed uh, Love Actually. Was she in that? I think so. Hmm. I'm going to look it up, but if she's not, you can't edit it out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel like I win anything if I'm right here. (laughs) I don't care. Hmm. Oh, she was in that. uh, I mean, if you look at Love Actually, you have to look over the cast of 57 people. May take a while. She was in Love Actually. She was Juliet. There. You happy? No. You feel good? No, I I don't feel any great sense of victory here. She was in the imitation game with Benny Batch. That's a movie I fell asleep during and and regretted. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we sat. You down were watch it. watching it. No, I fell asleep like in the first oh. three minutes of the movie and woke up and my wife was watching another movie and I was like, 
I'm not actually going to go back and watch that. I don't have time, but was that good? Mm. Yeah, it was really good. Oh, <laughs> that was all I had for it. Well, I mean, you know, I guess you just got to make time to go back and do it, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, man. We, we know how that goes. I know you don't do that. No. I don't, I don't either. Once it's gone, it's gone. You know, uh, on my That's honeymoon over a year ago, stuff. my wife and I, we started watching that movie with uh, the, uh, Russell Crowe and um guy that ladies like. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it was a shame the it was a shame black it wasn't movie. the good guys it was uh no i always want to say it's the good guys that it's not it's uh something else but i remember i remember uh, ryan gosling and him yeah that, there you go that's that's yeah. the guy we did watch that uh, it was it was pretty delightful yeah we uh we got about halfway through it and we fell asleep and then we never watched it again mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah All right, that's the kind of follow-through i have on things it's a it's an unfortunate uh situation I like Shane Black movies too. The Nice Guys. That was what it was. The Nice Guys. It was something something close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched about a half of that and enjoyed the hell out of it. Fell asleep. Never made it back. Never made it back. I understand. I understand. Never made it back. So it's, it's unfortunate. Meanwhile, I've had to watch uh-huh. several episodes of the stuff we cover uh multiple times. Just really? I'll, yeah. Well, because like if it's at Just a certain time in the night, yeah. After a certain time in the night, like you get to a point where, like, the next day I'll wake up and go, hold on now. What what happened? And I'll have to go back and watch a few minutes, and then I'll, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't do that. I look up a cursory, you know, synopsis or something. I always find the synopses are somehow, like, more distracting. Oh, you know what's good? What I like to do is I like to go over to TV time mm-hmm. and just, I like, do. click through on. The, through the community reactions? Oh. Yeah, go through the community reactions and yeah. go through the uh, the little screenshots. Yeah, that works. I, I normally do that just for every episode, just to make sure there's nothing I, I've I've missed. Like, just go through mm. the little... Because uh, they'll, they'll just post little captions of everything that happened in the episode, every big moment, and I'll just go through and make sure I've, I remember all the big moments. Right. And that will remind me of the little moments, and then I will have remembered the episode accurately, for the most part. Or you can remind yourself of the little things so you don't have to think about the big things for a while. Mm. No, I usually go ahead and zoom out. <laughs> but i've done that I i've done that trick several times um but those synopses hmm. normally confuse me more than anything. like i'll read it and often they're kind of poorly written mm-hmm. like like surprisingly often kind of put together scrappily and then when you do find a good one it's so thorough that i'm like i don't, I don't need all that can we find the middle ground i just need like a paragraph with all the high points and i'll i find it's easier just click ahead a couple times in the episode mm-hmm. hmm. some uh some news just dropped actually Okay. Apparently, they're going to start um, putting out little showcase uh, DC animated shorts. As they've done before. Yeah. They've got five so far. Who's uh, that? Sergeant. Well, they're going to have, well, Warner Brothers Animation is going to have Sergeant Rock, Adam Strange, Death from the Sandman, and the Phantom Stranger, and Batman Death in the Family. Uh, Sergeant Rock is going to be uh, executive produced and directed by Bruce Timm, uh, written by uh, Lee Simonson and Walter Simonson and Tim Sheridan. The uh, the tale finds battle-weary Sergeant Rock thinking he has seen everything that World War II can dish out, but he's in for the surprise of his life when he is assigned to lead a company consisting of legendary monsters into battle against an unstoppable plat- platoon of Nazi zombies. <laughs> Carl Urban. Right. Carl Urban is doing the voice of Sergeant Rock. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, we have an Adam Strange 
and is on a rugged asteroid mining colony, few of the toiling workers are aware that their own that their town drunk was ever anything but an interplanetary derelict. But when the miners open a fissure into the home of a horde of deadly alien insects, his true identity is exposed. He is a space adventurer, Adam Strange, whose heroic backstory is played out in flashbacks as he struggles to save the very people who have scorned him for so long. Charlie Weber of How to Get Away with Murder is doing the voice of Adam Strange. Hmm. We're going to have uh, Death, produced by Sam Louis? Liu? I don't know how you say that name. Sure. I, I feel bad. He's been doing the animated stuff forever. Uh, I'm going with Luke. That, okay. J.M. DeMattius is also doing that one, as he did with uh, the Adam Strange. He's also doing the Adam Strange. But um, in the story, Vincent, an artist with unresolved inner demons, meets a mysterious girl who helps him come to terms with his creative legacy and eventual death. Hmm. Leonardo Nam from Westworld provides that voice. And Jamie Chung of Big Hero 6 and the Gifted is the voice of death. Oh, cool. And then we have Phantom Stranger uh, with Bruce Tim again at the helm. And uh, it was written by Ernie Altbacker of Teen Titans, The Judas Contract. And it's set in the 70s. The short follows young adult Jess as, he, as she joins her friends at a party in a dilapidated mansion hosted by the mysterious Seth. When odd things begin to happen to Jess and her friends, the Phantom Stranger intervenes to save her from a dreary fate. Uh, Peter Sarafonowitz of The Tick gives voice to the Phantom Stranger. And Beautiful. Michael Rosenbaum, Michael Rosenbaum of Smallville and Impastor, provides the voice of Seth. That's, Natalie yeah. Lander, Gray Griffin, and Roger Craig Smith are also involved. Uh, that all sounds great. I love that DC is pushing smaller characters still. Yeah. What like, venue is this or, getting released in, though? Are we talking DC Universe? Um, it's going to be... Um, it looks like it's going to be on uh, some of the releases on uh, home entertainment, like the movies. Like shorts involved in the movies. Not involved in, mm-hmm. but included with the movies. Yeah, but I'm sure they're going to show up on DC Universe as well. Yeah, everything is now. It's just it's they're they're going comprehensive with it, which is fantastic. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited about that because I feel like these are like it's been said before. I feel like whatever they do in animation is sort of a testing ground for what they might be doing in live action. I sort of feel like that's, that's the same way the with same the Blanny CW stuff. A little bit. I think it, they're a little bit more with some of the animated stuff when it does well. There are a lot of the higher ups, the old school people are just like, ah, it's, it doesn't translate. We can't trust that. Uh, you know, I think hopefully a lot of those people are gone. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, it's going to take a while before that that crew find like the same crew that still thinks, you know, if you do TV, you just can't do movie. Um, I think it's just going to be a while before we get rid of that clan. I think we're another several years away from that completely being gone, like that mindset gone. Maybe so. Streaming and stuff like this will really help. But, uh. And there was Batman Death hmm. in the Family? Yeah, they didn't say anything about that. Hmm. I mean, do they have to really? We know the story. Yeah. And it could definitely be done short. Or maybe I just didn't read it right or something. I was sure I read that. You said there were five, and that was the fifth one you mentioned, so. Hmm. Let's see. Oh, more information regarding Batman Death and the Family will be available in 2020. <laughs> well, that tells us something. It is going to take a while before you see these. Uh-huh. So, yeah. There oh. you go, guys. That's cool. Yeah. I, I saw that. I got a little alert, and then I looked it up, and I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Fitting for that to show up where we normally put the DC animated news. <laughs> right? Good job. Yo, my phone's on point. It's like DC and animated. This is all you, bud. Right, right. 
Like, no, thank you, phone. Good job, buddy. You're due for a promotion. <laughs> By that, we mean I throw you in the trash and get your get a better version <laughs> of you. I do want that Galaxy S10. Yeah, I hadn't paid attention for several S's. Oh, I don't pay attention. I just saw a trailer and went, oh, ooh. I'm, I'm waiting yeah. for that moment, and it is yet to happen. Last time I bought a phone, I literally went to to get a phone, and and I told the the lady there, I was like, look, so this phone that I currently have does everything I need it to do at the speed I need it to do it. I don't really need uh-huh. to improve any of the functions or speed part of this show. What is the cheapest thing in the store that has all of these, that can do everything this phone does? And then I kind of named the specs on it. She was like, well, uh, this one over here, pretty much. She's like, cool. That What's that worth? Like, well, 200. Uh, okay. I can do that. So I, I just, as long as, I mean, as, as long as I don't decrease function, I'm good. I, I'm the only thing I don't know. I don't have any idea what the specs are on that S10. No idea. All I know is the camera looks fantastic. I was sure that was what was selling you. Yeah. I don't camera features. It's all I care about. Don't care. I'm like, well, I get text messages. Yes. It's past 2003. Cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Will it run Facebook? (laughs) Also, yes, but 2010. All right. Cool. All right. We're good. Uh, so, do I have a miniature movie Twitter, camera in my pocket? Yeah. No? Show me something else. Show me to your bin of pro cameras, my good man. Right. So, anyway. I'm not overly active with it, but when I want to take a picture, I want it to be a damn good one. Never. I've, I don't have either of those instincts in me. <laughs> I just want to capture beauty, Jason. Damn. Nothing. Nothing. The most I use that phone is at work when I need to capture like a serial number for something and store it uh-huh. to walk across a warehouse so I don't have to memorize 16 digits of mm-hmm. alphanumerical randomized information. Yeah. I actually, I think the last thing I used it for was I took a picture of myself standing next to a sign that said nipple on it. The highest and best use, I'm sure. I was very pleased with myself. Mm-hmm. No one who I sent it to responded. <laughs> I didn't even see it. And had I said it, I would not have said anything. I did not send it to you because I felt judgment before I even thought about it. I was like, "Mm -mm, nope, this doesn't go to Jason. (laughs) This isn't a Jason one. Mm -mm. (laughs) This is for another group of people in my life. (laughs) I did send it to my wife. She would understand. (laughs) I knew Bethany would understand and laugh. Right. It was. I was just being overly silly. Just, I really don't care about the word nipple, but <laughs> the fact that I had the chance to take a picture of myself with the word nipple next to me and be so, and act at least giddy, mm-hmm. made me happy. Just Can like, pass that up. I'm 35. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm all for silly, but I can't predict my, new, my moves. I might have just giggled and never mentioned it. And I might have sent back, you're 35. <laughs> and that sign says nipple, my friend. Mm-hmm. That sign says nipple. I know how old I am. I feel it every day in my bones. Mm-hmm. You bastard. Yeah. Never mentioned a lady's age. <laughs> All right. I think I'm calling this episode. You, you good with calling this episode? Oh, yeah. We got plenty of reviews coming. <laughs> All, All the right. seasons are ending. They are. Uh, we love you guys. Hopefully, uh, there will be more news uh, in the coming weeks, or maybe hopefully not because of all the reviews. I don't know how to feel. Um, 
I know that they not a usually a news heavy time when no shows are finishing up. Oh no, in games out there reaming the assholes of anything that's still in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, people. Uh, if if movies were people, they would be walking around with elephant trunks hanging out of their ass mm-hmm. because their their intestines would be hanging out from the reaming that Endgame just gave them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, I, I I would like to calculate how many Brinks trucks would be necessary to contain the amount of truck uh, cash this movie has made. <laughs> uh huh. Plenty. I wanna, I wanna, I wish we could calculate the amount of school buses it would take to carry all of the intestines that had been reamed out of the movies. People, I do not wish to calculate that. We're gonna stop now. Yeah. I'm gonna stop now. God help me. Uh, over on Patreon, <laughs> we have our review of Endgame. If that's enticing to you, I, I swear I don't talk about, <laughs> I don't talk about in-game reaming I, any I was assholes surprised over because there. because this was not a visual you previously had about it. <laughs> well, that was before it sunk the Titanic. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, so, it's lurking on Avatar right now. It sunk Titanic in nine weeks. No, nine days? Nine days. Nine days. Nine days. Sorry. It would have been impressive at nine weeks, by the way. Yeah. Nine days. And I haven't even gotten a chance to go back and see it again. I have, And I, I will. I've, yeah, I intend to contribute more to this fund. I need a second intake of it. I felt bad because I bought the tickets mostly on like Fandango gift cards. So I'm, I feel like I didn't really contribute anything but like $3.30. You know, I would like to know whether that counts. I don't know. Good question. I think, no, I don't think they, I don't think it does because I think it go, probably goes towards a separate purchase altogether towards gift cards. Maybe, but when I was doing balance sheets for restaurants, that showed up on my profit line, so. Oh, did it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't well, know. Okay. Well, maybe. How different running a multi-billion dollar movie industry is from running one single restaurant, but but there's that, so. Probably greatly, but still. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta think that they would be including gift cards. My bet would be yes. But they, they wouldn't be able to report as much enough. money. My bet, my bet is there's a mechanism <laughs> where they report the amount of gift card money used on a certain movie as part of their income. Just a bet. Okay. I would be happy for any industry insider to tell me differently. I'd go, okay, you know better, and move on with my day. If and we have that, any industry. Way. Not sound as sarcastic as I did just then. Yeah, I, would, no. I would actually mean it. But He would. But if I was betting money. It. I vouch for him. But if I were being I asked did not to mean for that to sound. I didn't mean for that to sound sarcastic. I do vouch for you. You're a sincere <laughs> and kind-hearted individual. I want to be like, we will eventually end the show. I didn't mean for that to sound sarcastic. <laughs> I think you did, Trebek. I think you did. <laughs> All right. Uh, Patreon.com slash DC on screen. If you want to uh, help support us, the $5 a month uh, option gets you chasing squirrels, which is more tangents, if you can imagine it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warm ups, Jason's pull list, Marvel reviews, and whatever the hell else I have time for slash think of. And um, one dollar. We love just our listeners. Hmm? Yeah, the one one dollars you you get a thanks. We appreciate it. Appreciate and the hell out of it. Appreciate. We will hold that dollar, big man. Mm-hmm. Hard till the sweat rolls down our cheeks. Anyone who Knock writes in, by the way, and, oh sorry, and asks for no more bear puns, I completely get it. <laughs> and you're in the right. I keep I've been trying to figure out a black bear pun this entire time, but everything I thought of sounded racist, so I decided right. not to go there. Yeah, that would that would take me a minute. 
Yeah. You're like, what is happening? Are you just being racist? No, it was bears. Oh, right. Yeah, that would that would take me a minute to contrive. I I don't want to. Yeah. I don't think I want to spend my time that way. And I don't want anyone to think I'm racist. I couldn't bear it. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna edit you so hard. No, please don't. I thought it was good. <laughs> <laughs> At least backhand you when I see you tomorrow. <laughs> we'll have coworkers that come up. What's that about? Nothing. We're good now. I'm oh. still tomorrow. Oh man. All right. I have a baby incoming. Walking. I hear you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Look around you. That car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you, and your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Look around you, that car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream, you did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you, and your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC.